Hiya, you're right. Welcome to Hiya, you're right. So this is a podcast about looking after each other and ourselves as health workers during the pandemic. So I'm Nikki Jones. I'm a mental health nurse. Um, I'm currently working with education and training. And I'm Sue Prosser, a social worker, also currently working with education and training. We both have a passionate interest in resilience and how do we get through hard times. In this podcast, each week we'll discuss our wellbeing strategies, our successes and failures, and we'll have a guest from a different area of the LHD share their tips too. So together we can share ideas to get us through. Hiya, welcome to episode four of the podcast. We're just going to start with something a little bit different today. We want to say thank you to the people who have listened, um, actually to the hundreds of people who have listened. And, uh, yes, I have been a bit obsessional about checking how many people. Well, yeah, (laughs) and I have been getting text messages at 8.30 at night updating me with the number of people that have listened to the podcast. So um, we're we're thinking about an intervention for Sue. (laughs) (laughs) But we really appreciate it and... We want to read out some of the comments. We won't read them all out because we feel that would be very braggy, Um, but we want you to know we're grateful for your kind words. So here's one of the comments, and this one's from Vicky. So thanks, Vicky, for getting in touch and and providing us some feedback. So Vicky's shared with us, um, just wanted to let you know, I love the podcast, listened on my way home from work, would love it if they were a bit longer. I think there is so, so much good stuff to talk about. I was able to talk to my department via distance catch up about being real with our response to ask, asking how how are you? We are all feeling anxious and out of control at the moment. So Dr. Scott's thoughts, advice was very relevant and practical. And here's another one. This one's from Kate. And Kate says, the way that you approach such an uncomfortable, heavy, stressful subject with lighthearted humour was a great idea. And it's left us reflecting on things from my own day. Like, am I being more snappy? Am I feeling more anxiety than I'm allowing myself to acknowledge? Is anyone in my team showing these signs as well? I particularly like the tools and strategies that the different teams and professionals are using to stay as a team and to address anxiety at this time. So that's from Kate. So thank you very much, Kate. And I think it's just really heartening for us because clearly we are doing something way out of our comfort zone and very different. So... Yeah, it's very encouraging. Yeah, it it is. And I guess for us as well, there's an element of us making us quite vulnerable in in doing this. So receiving this feedback really does help feed us and support what we're doing. So thank you um, to everyone. And just the final one was from Jenny. And Jenny says, I felt myself wanting to join in the conversation, which I think is a sign of a great podcast. So that's really what we were trying to do is just to have a conversation. And so if that has been um, a benefit, that's wonderful. We have had a lot more um, emails, but as I said, we're not going to go through them all. But we do welcome, they don't have to just be lovely, even though we like that, um, but we're also open to constructive feedback as well. So absolutely. um, Please get in touch um, via email with us and we really, yeah, value and take on board those comments that you're making. So that's enough about praising ourselves now, uncomfortable. Let's go into our normal, uh, how are you? Yeah. Hiya. You all right? Yes. Thank you, Nikki. I am all right. So I guess this is a part where we talk about 
would have been our challenges and, and strengths about well-being. So maybe start with some of the challenges, Sue. So yes, if sure. you want to share how you've yes. been since the last podcast. Yes. So I I had a real period over the weekend of just being very sad and just tired and sad. And I think we were talking about that, that um, it's I'm not alone in feeling like that and it was just very yeah just very flat and not feeling very um energetic or happy and it wasn't any one particular thing and I think it was just an overwhelming feeling of just oh this is just yeah this is just sad yeah yeah how about you um yeah I've probably from the last podcast you if you've um you know I was kind of hanging doors and putting roller blinds up and I'd been quite productive. But what I've noticed um, in this last week is this overwhelming tiredness and um, exhaustion and not really wanting to do an awful lot. Mm. And it's kind of, you know, I, I don't know, I started being really analytical and, you know, is it because of X or Y or Z, what's going on? Do I need to do A, B and C and and stuff to kind of counteract it all? And then what I've kind of um, figured out is I'm trying to rationalise something that's possibly not rationalisable and I'm not even sure if that's the proper word. Mm. But what I've come up with is I'm just going to ride this wave a bit like a surfer. I just need to go with the flow. Life at the moment, it's it's different in many ways for us and I think this is probably my little bit of a lull Mm. and so that's what I'm doing at the moment yeah so yeah yeah, that's been a challenge yeah yeah yeah. and and a similar challenge in that I was doing the same thing like well why am I sad and what's happened and I think that's part of our nature as well to be quite um reflective and analytical but there wasn't really any particular reason so you couldn't pinpoint one specific thing it was just no um but I think it's also part of the price of empathy so the price of empathy is that you it does have an impact on you so all listening to all the sad things that are happening for other people and one of the issues I was thinking about as well was that we have a lot of staff here including yourself and our guest today we have a lot of staff here from the UK and so there's a lot of um, impact on people so for what their families are experiencing and I think that hearing those stories, yeah, the price of empathy is that you can end up feeling quite sad um, about things that aren't actually happening to you but you're wanting to talk with other people about that and then it's having kind of a flow-on impact. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what have been some of your strengths in regards to what you've done around your well-being, like we've talked about, mm. you know, our challenges? <clears throat> what you... Yeah, um, and again, I think we very onto this initially and I think like a lot of people we're sort of getting a bit fatigued with it yeah um but I did we have been saying never regret a walk so I have been still trying to do the walks and a bit like you have found myself a bit more tired so not maybe walking as far as normal uh but still doing it but the other thing I did add was to see a few sunrises yeah so this week I have seen a I think it was three and um that's been that's been a really lovely thing to do so i i suppose in a way i've been practicing gratitude for that that's what i if we think about it in you know self-care strategies it's the 
practice of gratitude for how lucky we are to live in such a beautiful part of the world. Yeah. 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 How about you? So I did make myself laugh the other day. Um, Always good. Yeah. Um, On Monday because I was feeling particularly tired and after having a couple of days off and I was like, oh, no, I've got to to start doing, I need to up up my self-care and stuff. So um, I actually went home after work and did about 20 minutes of a mindfulness kind of slash meditation app. And what was funny is... I was expecting my tiredness to have completely gone after that 20 minutes. So, um, yeah, maybe need to work on my expectations and and practice those strategies a little bit better. Um, Some of the other things I've been doing is I'm kind of really fed up with being indoors and in air con. And so I've been going down the beach a fair bit and going for swims and, Mm. and going for walks and stuff. And that's another thing that's sort of helping I guess the other thing you did mention about you know having family overseas and I was Mm. this weekend um managed um to get a FaceTime call in with Mm -hmm. my mum so able to see mum and just touch base with her so that was um that was good just to see her and have a good chat and although she was still putting the phone up to her ear because she hadn't quite realised that, you know, it was FaceTime, not audio time. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's that's been good. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so um, we've got a special guest, as we do every week. So this week we've got Paul Christie, who's Environmental Service um, Supervisor that works with us in the district. Welcome, so, welcome Paul. Paul. Thank Hello. you. How are you? Yeah, Very good. good. Thank good. you for having me. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, good. I was just listening to you talking about um, speaking to your mum yeah, on mm-hmm. FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. So I tried that once. It was a, a good few years ago, and we just moved across, and um, we set up FaceTime. So my sister had helped my mother set this up. Yeah. So I, I met you know we, we got all set up, and now I'm speaking to her for the first five minutes. All she said was, "This isn't. I can see you. Can you, can you see me?" That was five minutes, genuinely. Right? Five, so five minutes of, that's a, and then moving it around the room. I can still see you. Yeah, Mum, that's just how it works, you know? Exactly. But um, she gave up on it. So FaceTime is longer. <laughs> she, 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 my mum's a little bit hard to hear, so she used to just, no, I can't hear you, Paul. No, I can't, look, I'll, I'll just phone you, and it would just get shut, and that was the end of that. So. <laughs> yeah, so it's phone calls now. But yeah. um, much the same as what Nikki was just saying there, um, Obviously, she's in Scotland. Yes. You could probably guess I'm from Scotland. Yes. And, um, yeah, just keeping in touch. It's um, really, I suppose it's obviously very important, but just trying to get into that routine of making sure that we touch base with. Mm. Um, Mm. She's a little bit older herself and it's so... Yeah. 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 So, Paul, can I just ask you a couple of questions um, just about your role? Yeah. um, And what have been some of, I guess challenges currently um given everything that's happening um in the world well so we're environmental services what that entails is um i look after the patient support assistance Mm -hmm. um and their um their role is the cleaning the portering Mm -hmm. um helping with patient care and that kind of thing so very much frontline yeah very Mm -hmm. much so Mm. and it's been kind of obviously a tough transition because Obviously, now you've got specific COVID areas that we're having to staff. And it's trying to make sure the staff have got the confidence 
to go into these areas mm. and also the willingness um, to go into them as well. So yeah. that's been pretty challenging, you know, just making sure we've got best practice in place for them. And um, the, to be honest with you as a whole, they've been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So patient because it is very fluid. What you're told one day may not be the same thing as you're told the next day. So um, I'm extremely proud of what they're doing and, you know, what we're all kind of achieving together. So it's been it's been really good. Yeah, and that's, it's nice. That's heartening to hear. And um, it's part of the reason we wanted to get you involved in the podcast is because um, your team's a big part of this organisation. So th- thank you no, um, for sharing. I guess a couple of things we wanted to kind of um, just touch on at, around well-being and how you guys are looking after yourself I might start with you first if you wouldn't mind sharing what you do to look after yourself in regards to your well-being so for the last year probably nearly two years actually now I've been part of a I suppose it's like a men's health program Um, it's for dads it's specifically uniquely for dads and basically what they try and do is give dads the building blocks to look after themselves mm-hmm. and then, you know, have a more fulfilling role in their family. Um, so mainly, you know, it involves exercise. So I've been exercising before kind of, if you like, isolation, lockdown, whatever. Um, we were going outdoors and you would meet up with everyone and you were doing that three days a week, but now we're doing it virtually. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're doing it on Zoom. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> my wife, I disappeared into the garage. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what happens is... <laughs> Oh, this doesn't sound right, but my wife... <laughs> I don't think much of what we talk about sounds right. Thank God but for Nicole. My wife will hear all this grunting and moaning come from the garage. That's, that's me doing my exercise. So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep up with that. You know, I've got to try and be accountable and we're all checking in with each other. And So that's been great. Um, different. It's not, mm. you know, you don't get the, the same feeling as when you're doing it kind of face-to-face, mm. of course, but... I suppose the big win for me is that I'm still doing it, even yeah. though I'm not face-to-face. Yeah. So that's been a big plus for me. And you had to have uh, something there in place. So you had a good structure to build on. Yes. And I think that one of the things I've been reflecting on is, you know, good physical and good psychological health don't just happen by accident. So you're actually, you know, you'd already done a lot of work. Yeah. And so now you're adding on to that work by doing it virtually. That's been a big win mentally for me that mm. I'm still doing it and I've actually got a session tonight and I know I'll be there and I know I'll be doing yeah. it so mm. yeah it's been really good it's great and it's great that you're still motivated that's it yeah you know you're still you know and you're adapting to the circumstances yeah. and making it work the best you can exactly um, and, and yeah. I think that accountability that I talk about I think because we've been in it together myself and you know a lot of the other dads and we all know each other it's almost the case that you almost feel like you're letting someone down if you mm, don't. Okay. You don't do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's some expectancy. Yeah, and you have a connection with them. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's great. So, Paul, I'm just going to ask you a few questions um, around how you're supporting work colleagues and some of the signs um, that you know some of the staff that you're working with are maybe a little bit stressed or overwhelmed at the moment. Have you have you noticed much of that? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean. The, the difference, I suppose, with the patient support assistance is that they can be in various places. So they're going to so many different areas that to have a huddle of a morning and they've got so many different start times, it's mm. hard to get everyone together and have that, what you've heard people talk about, that debrief in the morning. So it's a very much 
more kind of one-on-one -on -one you're trying okay. to look at, which yeah. again, you know, we've got a number of PSAs, so it can be difficult. But yeah. I think doing the job, I've been doing, I've been a supervisor now for over two years. I've been with environmental services about eight years. You start picking up on the traits of the staff. Mm -hmm. And you know that if a particular staff member is usually quite vocal when they come in and they're a bit quieter. It's just a case of taking time and having that chat with them. And a huge thing for me, certainly, as a supervisor, is just reinforcing what a fantastic job they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. especially just now. I just think it's so important to give that feedback because, um, if I'm being honest, sometimes as a PSA, I think if you're working in a ward, for instance, mm. well, you'll have a nursing team and then the yeah. PSA. And the great thing that I seem to be finding is that the PSAs are getting involved in those teams now. Good. You know, they're Good. Um, getting involved in any debriefing and stuff. So that's a big plus. Yeah. And you can see that positivity in them. Just even that maybe five, ten minutes they get to spend in that team. You know, you can see when they come out because they're, you know, the the talks are highly about it. You know, yeah. so, um, I think some of the staff just think, you know, they're only a cleaner or they play a bit part in what happens around here. And I just want them to know that that's not the case, you know, that they're so valued and the job that they do without it, you know, the hospital couldn't be the way that it is now, you know. So if they are listening, oh, you know, hope you know how much we appreciate what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, any other strategies? Much as... I think what you maybe talked about in the past, you know, just saying, are you okay? Mm. Yeah. And yep. and just picking up on the feedback that you get that, okay, well, are you okay? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that you need to be skillful in, and I can already tell that you are because I feel like I would tell you honestly whether I was okay <laughs> or not, is just about how you're asking it. So mm. you uh, um, obviously have built up trust with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you have to earn that. You have to earn the, the, almost earn the ability to get an honest answer of "Are you okay?" Sometimes, mm. you know what I mean. Because mm. I know that some um, staff members are closed books, so mm. they won't give out that information mm. willingly. But if you build up a trust and a relationship with them, you know you get a little bit more back, and hopefully, mm. you know that's what we we do down, down mm. there. Yeah. yeah. So. How do you approach a closed book kind of? I, I don't think you can approach them once and then open that book effectively yeah. I just think it takes time mm. I just think it takes time for them to see that you're someone that can be trusted or talked to and hopefully by setting an example as well so you you know you set yourself up as an example of someone that they would want to open up to yes. you know so um I don't think I can answer it I think, I, I, I think you have I think you yeah. did yeah. Yeah. I think you did in yeah. regards to role modeling those behaviors but also um not giving up yeah. Keep chipping away, keep asking people, are you okay? Because I think that builds up that message of yeah. genuine concern and um, I do care. Yeah. I do care about you exactly. and I will keep asking you, are you okay? Yeah. Um, and I think you, you you do that very well. Yeah, so I think you. having humour as well. I, I like having mm. a laugh. Mm. It's yeah. so important to me. Um, coming, in and coming into your work and really... You all have bad days, um, but trying to make the best of it, mm, you know. And yeah. I, I, listen, I'm guilty of not doing that every day. I'm not saying I come in singing and dancing every day, you know. But um, <laughs> have you, have you, ever, well, if you ever heard me singing? Then <laughs> I wouldn't have any staff left. No, but, um, yeah, so yeah, humour, um, yeah. but involving everyone in that. Yes. So do you know what I mean? Making sure that 
everyone's involved in the joke. Mm. And not mm. when you, you know, the best that you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's inclusive. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. The other thing I was going to pick up on, Paul, was um, when you said people that you ask repeatedly, I think that they are also noticing that nothing bad happens if they if someone tells you how they're really feeling. Yeah. So that's people often will look out for that, won't they? Yeah. They sort of check and see if someone says that they're not okay, what actually happens? What kind of consequences are there? Yeah. And if they if they're positive consequences, then that makes other people more likely, you know, yeah. they're not gonna be in trouble for saying they're having a hard time yeah. or yeah. um yeah. And listen, we're very lucky as well that we've got staff that are um, exceptionally caring and they really do look out for each other yeah. mm. you know that it's fantastic you see it I see it every day I hear stories of it every day mm. I'm fortunate enough to work with a really good bunch and yeah, mm. yeah. and it's not false you know you, you can see mm. it that genuinely yeah. want to look after them and I've heard you talk before Paul about that sense of community and how that's so important at this time that it is there and to lean into that sometimes as yeah. well so now we, uh, for regular listeners, uh, now we ask our guest about what their dream creative talent might be. So um, <laughs> just to recap. Yeah. So, um, Paul, um, mine is if I had a magic wand and I could have a creative talent, I have decided I like to be a techno DJ. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Sue would like to do. I would like to be a Broadway singer or any kind of singer. Can, can we, you sing? Uh, everybody can sing, Paul. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You've like had a teacher's voice on there and a look as yeah. well. Everybody can sing. Sure, yeah. Maybe not. Is yeah. the answer? Uh, no, know. it's our dream. It's our dream. Um, so, what would be? It's some kind of talent that you wish you had. Do you know what? I wish I was better with my hands in regard to you know doing. Maybe not so much craft as building. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like being able to—I'm not terrible. I'm not far away from being terrible, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, just being able to look at something and having the imagination to be able to build it or to mm. do it—you know—unfortunately, mm. um, that's going to bypass me. So yeah, that'd probably be. Okay. You know what's interesting is that's not the first time we've had that. Yeah, answer. Jenna meant to right. mention that last week. She'd yeah. like a few building skills yeah. and stuff. So maybe you know, there's something about health workers yeah. would like to be builders. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. So just wanted to thank Paul for coming down and taking time out of his busy schedule to be with us, and also stepping out of his comfort zone a little yeah. bit because. Um, yeah. We really appreciate yeah, yeah, no. it. Oh, and you've been fantastic. You no, 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 you've been fantastic. And it gives so. us a whole different perspective that a lot of us wouldn't normally hear from. So we yeah. really yeah. value it. So thank, thank, you. thank you so much. Thank you very much. So thank you for listening to another episode of Hi Yeah, You're Right. We'd love to hear any other comments or reactions, ideas for future guests. So uh, please contact us via email. This is a trial, so if you find it useful, please share this podcast uh, via Spotify or Apple with your colleagues or on the internet link. Just to let you know, next week uh, we will have Steph Jamison, who is a social worker who's moving from a role in the community into a mental health role. So we look forward to that and hope you can join us. And thanks for listening.